I am the vine, you are the branches. This is one of the most well-known passages in the Gospel of John, this beautiful image of vine and branches. Jesus is giving us the example that, notice he says that apart from me, it's not just that things don't go as well, or that apart from me, it, it won't be as good. He says, apart from me, you can do nothing. And what is it we're supposed to do? Well, we're supposed to bear fruit. And so it kind of makes sense that if you're a branch and you get chopped off from the vine, you're not gonna bear fruit. You might look like you're alive for a little bit, but really you're, you're dead. There are, are two words that come to mind to me that I'd like to focus on today as I read this gospel. And those are the notion of connection and remaining. Now we, we hear the word remain a lot, so we'll save it for a second, but the, the first is the whole notion of connection or connectivity. To be rooted in the truth, as it says in the gospel, is to be understanding that everything is connected, starting just with creation. Think about the way the, you know, the, the trees take in the, the carbon dioxide and, and give off oxygen and how we depend upon you know, rainforests down in the Amazon to give oxygen here and how a, a volcano erupting in, in Iceland can affect the whole place and how someone polluting the environment seemingly far away affects the whole world. All of creation itself is connected. Nothing is done completely in isolation. You think even just the way that the moon seems so far away and goes around the earth. Well, that's the, the tides. In fact, it was the moon that, that moved just close enough to the earth that, that allowed the water level in the Suez Canal to come up like half a meter more and free that barge that was stuck. Everything is connected in the natural world. I love our, our Native Americans who I think especially show a great kind of awareness of this connectivity with the, the land and all of, of creation. Even just simple connectivity as to where does our food come from? You know, if you live in the city and you've not grown up on a farm, you could get disconnected even from the reality of where does food come from? I once heard someone say that they were very much opposed to killing cows. That's just cruel. Why do you have to kill a cow? Why can't you just go to the grocery store and get steak like everyone else? Okay, that's, that's disconnection. You know, we just have food that magically appears at the grocery store. I was a pastor in the country and you learn like, no, you gotta go out and grow that stuff. Bring it to the farmer's market and support your local farmers. Food doesn't come from nowhere. The air doesn't come from nowhere. It's all connected. Most especially though, we as human beings are made to live in a way connected with each other that nothing else in creation compares. The other animals, while they might be biologically conditioned to look for a mate, notice that when God creates Adam in the beginning and puts him in the garden, he gives him all of creation. He even gives him the animals. He says, you get to name them. You get to have dominion over them. You are the steward of all creation, Adam. And so he takes charge and he names things, he cares for the garden. But in the end, he's lonely because he's connected 
to things in the way he can be, but there's something missing. He's made for more. And so God famously says in the book of Genesis, it is not good for man to be alone. Read disconnected. I will make a helper for him. And so he makes Eve. And when Adam sees Eve, he knows that he's able to connect in a way that he can't with anything else in creation. He says, at last, this one is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. I can connect with her. That bit about being naked and feeling no shame. Even in that, we see connectivity. Adam and Eve, in their original innocence and goodness, were even able to see, like written right in their bodies, my body goes with yours. We're meant to connect. Human beings are made to live connected with creation, but especially connected with each other. Just as a branch is meant to be connected to a vine, and it makes no sense apart from the vine, so no one individual human being makes sense separated from everybody else. I think COVID has especially showed us that, that we are not meant to live in isolation. Even just having to be isolated from coming to our church buildings or you know, having to work remotely or all of life taking place via Zoom. You know, even just seeing the images, there's, there's a little connection, but it's still not the full connection that we're just now kind of starting to recover. Someone said the other day, it's so great to see faces as we get vaccines and mask orders start to lift and we can connect again. And it's actually kind of nice. You know, I, I think about how, you know, over at the, the Speedway right now, we've got NASCAR going on uh, yesterday and today and still socially distanced. So I, I saw the race going on last night and it, it, was, it was better, but it was a little sad to kind of look at the grandstand and see like, there's a little part here and there's some people sitting here and people over here, but it's all still kind of spaced out on, on purpose. It's not meant to be that way. There's something that says like, if you're gonna have a NASCAR race, even if you had the best seat in the whole world, if you're like the only person at the race, imagine how stupid that would be. What do we want? We want a grandstand full of people. It wouldn't be awesome maybe this time in the fall or especially next year. The whole grandstand at Kansas Speedway can be full of people all cheering on their favorite drivers and you're listening on your, your radio so you can hear the chatter between the drivers and the crews and you're getting into it. You know, oh, who's everybody? We're meant to like be connected with that. I want to be more connected. I'm going to fly a flag on the maximum allowable flagpole height, which there is such a thing, by the way. I looked up, you know, there's, there's rules about this, especially if you're on the infield. Your flag can only be so high and we ask that you please lower your flag at the appropriate time so people can see. We want to be in it together. We want to all be there. So something is still not quite right because we know we're not quite able to be as connected as we want to be. It's stamped into us to be connected. Don't try to do it on your own. Jesus says, unless you stay connected to him, you're not going to bear fruit. Read, you're not going to be happy. You're not made to be disconnected. You know, there are hermits in the church, people who live totally on their own, it's got to get official approval from the church. You can't just go off and say, I want to be a hermit. The church will largely say no. You have to have a very specific calling to live alone. Almost nobody is called to live in isolation, even for a good thing like to pray to God. We're meant to be together. So I'm glad that you're here this morning because notice our psalm. I will praise you, Lord, in the assembly of the people. You're supposed to be in the assembly. That's why it's so important. Every Sunday, why do we come together? 
because we need it. We need to stay connected. Even if you individually think, well, I, I don't need to go to church this weekend. Well, we need you. The church needs you. We all need to come together. Without, without you here, it's been pretty lonely sometimes over the course of the past year. So I'm glad people are back. So connection, we're made for it. Don't try to stay isolated. Look how you can remain connected with the truth. Truth of creation, connectivity with the planet, the earth, animals even, all of creation, but especially with your brothers and sisters. Suffering amongst our brothers and sisters in, in Myanmar matters to us here because we're connected. We're all a part of the body of Christ. We are branches on the same vine. So connection. But the, the other aspect of this, you hear it over and over in the gospel, remain. Remain in me as I remain in you. Remain on the vine. I don't know what you think of when you hear the word remain, but to me, in a society that is bent on going, go, 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 do, 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 be busy, the word remain sticks out like remain and, and do what? <laughs> what would I do? Remain where? Remain? Just, just remain? What do you mean? Well, it does have, I think, a notion of stop, calm, remain steady. I think there are, there are a couple ways that certainly Jesus wants us to remain in him, but remaining reminds me of every Sunday growing up. We would go over to my grandma's house, grandma and grandpa, and there was no agenda. We, we weren't going to do a bunch of stuff. We were going to sit around and talk. If it was a nice day like this, we'd sit out on the back porch. Grandma would make a cherry pie or something. And what would we do? Nothing. We'd just remain in each other's presence and talk. We'd go play in the yard. And I remember sometimes telling my grandma, Grandma, I'm bored. I don't know what to do. It's like, well, just wait. Figure it out. Go outside. And I'd climb a tree. I'd go play with my cousins, talk to my aunts and uncles. It wasn't so much about what we were doing. We were just together, remaining together in the same place, just being there. So notice how the remaining leads to the connection part. They go together. I think especially today, we don't want to stay put anywhere. We, we, we want to be constantly on the move, doing all kinds of activities. When was the last time you just sat around and did nothing? I was with a couple last night and they were saying, you know, Father Sean, I really missed the beginning of the pandemic when everything got canceled and we just stayed home. We were like together as a family and it was kind of nice. I missed the beginning of the pandemic. That's because not only are we made for connection, we're not made for constant activity and on the go. We're made to stop sometimes and just remain, stay in it. I think today it's especially hard for us to remain somewhere where it's uncomfortable. Something as simple as, I'm bored. Well, quick, let's fill it with something. Give me a video game. You know, let's turn on the TV and check out my 300 channels. Certainly I can do something so I don't have to remain in this boredom. Give me activity. Give me entertainment. Are we able to just sit and be quiet and say, all right, I'm going to sit in the uncomfortableness of a moment of what might tragically be called boredom. You know, that's where the great thinkers did their great thinking, where the great thoughts of all the world came from, boredom. 
People sat around at night and looked up at the sky, at the stars, and they wondered. They wrote poetry. They created drama. All of the arts, all of culture is born from free time, leisure. So don't try to fill it all immediately. But especially the really painful situations, whenever there is actual pain and suffering, we really don't want to remain there. And yet, Jesus calls us to don't, don't try to eliminate the pain and suffering just automatically. I think of Mary Magdalene, you know, at the foot of the cross. She remained there on Good Friday. She went to the tomb on Easter Sunday morning and didn't find the Lord. But Mary Magdalene, it says in the scripture, she remained at the tomb weeping. She didn't try to just cover it up. So many times when we get in pain and suffering, we don't want to remain, so we, we cover it up. We, we fill it with activity or even other things like illicit things, things we shouldn't be doing because we just don't want to remain in the pain, so we try to hide it. Jesus says, no, remain. Stay there. Don't, don't automatically run from something that's uncomfortable. It might be better to remain. Is there, is there pain in a situation? Stay there. Is there pain in your marriage, your family? Today we see like, well, then run away. Get away from it. No, remain, stay put, experience it, don't hide it. Because if you remain, now you're going to be called into that deeper kind of life that Jesus says, no, remain in me. If your earthly relationships are disconnected and you can't remain in one place or in difficulty, think about how your relationship with God will be affected because it's a relationship. Are you connected with God? Well, if not, are you taking time to remain with him? One time a priest was telling Mother Teresa, I really admire the fact, Mother Teresa, that you, you remain in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament for an hour every morning. That's amazing that you and your sisters do a holy hour every day. But he told Mother Teresa, but I'm a, I'm a busy priest, so I, I wish I had time for that, but I've got so many parish things, and surely you understand, Mother. And Mother Teresa told the priest, like, oh, yes, with so many things that you have going on, uh, a holy hour would, would not be appropriate. You need two hours because you're so busy. Okay, that's, I think, maybe good food for thought for us. Do we give God the time? Do we remain in his presence, either in the Blessed Sacrament or remain with our Bible at home? Will we remain together as a family to pray the rosary? Do we take time to just sit on the porch and be in God's presence? If you do that, I think you'll find the connectivity with God will grow. If you feel disconnected, you're saying, I want more from God, it doesn't feel right, I don't feel like praying, remain. Stay in his presence. Be a good branch. Just stay on the vine. Growth is slow. But if you stay on the vine, you'll grow. You remain connected. So today, maybe we, we let that be a, a little exercise for our life. How connected are we? Connected with the world around us, connected with our brothers and sisters, connected with God. And if any of those things are lacking and we want more of connection, well, Jesus gives us the answer, remain. Remain in the truth, remain connected with each other, and remain in God just as a branch 
remains connected to a vine, and you too will bear much fruit.